0: Hey, so I am super excited to announce that uh, What's My Thesis is going to be at Other Places Art Fair. If you do not know what Other Places Art Fair is, you should. It is awesome. Uh, From the website, fluid in definition, bonded by an intention to operate in other places outside the traditional art gallery systems, Other Places Art Fair, OPAF for short, features participants presenting site-specific booths, encapsulating their projects, and programming. Representing the growing movement of hard-to-define art project spaces, OPAF provides a custom art-first structure designed specifically for those unconventional projects. This year's OPAF 2019 is a two-day event taking place on March 2nd and 3rd, 2019, in San Pedro, California. And... What's exciting about our booth in particular, the What's My Thesis booth, is that we are going to be featuring the work of past guests, including Peter Max Lawrence, Jessica Gispert, Zach Klein, David Alahugi, Nina Sarnell, Jamie Hamilton, Bryce Bischoff, Nathan Gulick, Tatiana Vaughn, and Molly Schulman. And of course, I'll be showing something as well, and we'll be doing a live taping with Josh Sheetle. I hope that's how to pronounce his name. He hasn't been on the show yet. So I haven't had the pleasure of having him correct me like I do everyone else. But come to that show. We're going to be doing the live taping on the 3rd of March. So come out and check us out. And you can see some work by some of the people that you've uh, listened to this year. Yeah, Yeah, no, we don't have to name check people.
1: Right. No, no. No, no But but we can talk
0: about El Ambiente.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What does
0: that mean? <laughs> you know, the Miaminess of Miami. The Miaminess
1: of Miami. The Miaminess of Miami is, is uh, very unique. Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm definitely most interested in the worthless areas. Yeah. You know.
0: So, what's my thesis? I'm your host, Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we found to the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview through research and ask, what's my thesis? And I'm still here with uh, Jessica Gispert. Hi. And we are talking... Um, mi cultura.
1: Mi cultura. We are talking Cuban diaspora. We were talking Miami.
0: And we talking... Um, Nigerian diaspora by force as well.
1: Well, yeah. Um, which then, yeah, kind of fell into that island.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of oh, yeah. others, I'm sure. Do mm-hmm. I mean, I don't expect you to know what the uh, demographics in Haiti and Dominican Republic are. but And Puerto Rico, but I'm sure... It's, oh, I'm sure it's, it's, a, it's a very similar thing. Heavy number,
1: yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Um, as well, I'm also very curious as to the number of um, other types of. Um,
0: slave Can I call you groups. out for a second? You're so professional when the when we're like officially recording, <laughs>
1: <laughs> like all the time. Um, when no, you no, no. You <laughs> professional all the time. <laughs>
0: Anyway, I guess I, guess I guess you are. <laughs>
1: anyway. No, no, but I no, I'm serious. I'm really curious as to what the other uh number is of other slave groups or or of minority groups that ended up, you know, through colonialism in the islands. My family alone from my father's side has a lot of um has Chinese and African roots, you know. So from mm-hmm. my dad's side, his mom was China mulata. Um so that's also why I'm wondering, like what were the demographics of that? like how did Chinese people end up in Cuba? how did
0: that's crazy you know?
1: so you know it's like it's so mixed like what happened in the Caribbean, the diaspora that comes from there so
0: I wonder um, if Mexico made that easier <laughs> you know because like I'm just thinking about what do you mean? just getting across the u s <laughs> geographically versus just hopping and then going across the Gulf probably makes it easier.
1: Oh, yeah. Because
0: there's just not a lot of uh, uh, Asian people in general in uh, Miami and all of Florida. (laughs) There's not much of anything. No, that's (laughs) not
1: true. I think Orlando has really big uh, Filipino populations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know some Philippines up there, Filipinos.
0: You know some or or is there a big community?
1: No, there's a community for sure, for sure. Um, so I think it depends, but Miami? Yeah, I mean But Cubans do oddly say enough, Chino, I live lot, you
0: know. Yeah,
1: that is true. People are really incorrect in Miami.
0: Oh so no, oh, say, so that, that has nothing to do with what you were saying about your heritage. They just say it because Oh, that they I, just say Chino? Yeah.
1: Right. They just say because people might look Asian. Um they're like yeah, method no, man like, saying well, chinky
0: eyed in his <laughs> y- 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 Oh, yeah. I'm quoting. M- I'm quoting Method Man.
1: great,
0: oh, <laughs> terrible.
1: No, like yeah, like there's no. I feel like in colonialism, maybe that's the thing. I was like, why are Cubans and why are like Latinos so inclined to just not give a shit? And just like call someone who's Asian, like, oh that's Chino. Like, but like calls like your friend, like your friend who may look Asian is Chino China. They will call me China in my yeah, house right, and right. I don't no, really look Asian.
0: No, you don't I, um, <laughs> at all. I don't.
1: I mean
0: I th- so it's an a term in It's of, vague it, maybe. <laughs> but I think it's also a bit of a term of endearment. It's inappropriate. It's obviously. a term of endearment. It's exactly. like Ay, I think so. es a chinita. You know, like it's uh, exotic. Yeah. It's it is an exoticization. If that's right. <laughs> well,
1: if it's like China, kind of like China doll, I
0: guess, or like kind of like. Yeah. I don't know. A Cubans Weird. have a very um, interesting relationship with the outside world in terms of like, you know, my, my grandfather yeah. was very much into, um, you know, brands specifically. And I think in, okay. the, in that generational time period, there was a lot of like, you know, like, and I saw that a little bit in the uh, Vim Velm film vendors documentary about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the one, uh, the, the Vendor, Buena Vista yeah. social club one. Where, yeah, 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 yeah. Like there were old men and they were like, Oh, this piano is very, it is, it, or, or he was remembering a piano and it was a, it was a, you know, whatever. I'll say Steinway cause that's the only one I can think of, but <laughs> like it, that was an important detail, which I think. My grandfather had as well, specifically for cars and, and, you know, it has.
1: Well, you know, I think that in Cuba what happened also is that the relationship to America was really huge before, um, the, you know, before Fidel Castro and yeah. the revolution happened. And then so, that was all that was um, left yeah so then also like that's why they have certain words like they don't have you know they don't say cereal, they say conflakes, which is basically cornflakes <laughs> I <laughs> so, mean you know it's but it's true it's like this relationship and, to capitalism and, that was next door
0: and what's uh what's um, and Cuba we was a
1: super american kind of uh in a way island like it had it, it functioned in a very capitalist well, manner Eastern
0: so is what how like I mean were you you uh, I don't know how about about your family, but my grandparents told me that they were pro-revolution when it first started. They didn't really understand what it was going to be. Is that... Mm. Le- or is that... Kind oh, should, of. I, let me, should no, I edit that out for my grandparents? I, <laughs> no. I
1: mean, maybe some people, I'm sure, had those sentiments. I feel like this is, again, what divided a lot of families in Cuba because parts of my family were totally on board with the revolution at first. And then mm. the other parts were like, this smells like trouble. Um, cause you know, they were small business owners and they're like, why are our accounts being seized? So like that side of the family that was more involved in that way, you know, they weren't rich, but they had businesses and they're like, "Uh Oh, we can't access yeah. our bank accounts anymore. <laughs> like then they're like, this doesn't smell good. This doesn't feel right. Um, so but there were parts of my family, too, that also stayed in Cuba and uh, really loved, really loved Fidel and everything he brought. And they have no complaints about it. You know, they, they well, stayed there.
0: I think overall, everybody got upset in the long run. But I think what, what I'm speaking to specifically is my grandparents, because I, I think my grandparents, I don't know if it's true, but they considered themselves somewhat Aristocratic, which I know a lot of Cuban families do. <laughs> so that's not saying much. When depends <laughs> depends. But, but 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 um, but I think that like even they, with a sense of regret, uh, will tell me about.
1: Well, I think it's
0: that what like t- when it first happened that it seemed like
1: attractive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that it seemed ideal before yeah, yeah, yeah. it became about seizing property. You know, and well, I think that one, yeah, once that became that was the term. Sure. Well
1: it's the it's the very um you know, it's it's like it's like the dictators kind of thing. I mean, which you also see it in Trumpisms, which yeah, is yeah, kind yeah. of like seeing you know, people at a, and then the weak points were the, where the, where the folk, where the, where the people are, and then kind of speaking to like how they're going to make that better, you know? Yeah. So they were all mostly upset at Batista, who was the president before, who was quite corrupt, and,
0: and with, he with was American like, I'm influence, go right? That. Yeah. He, he, like there was, there was yeah, a lot yeah. of American I mean, influence a- corruption at the time. Like, so I, so
1: I would imagine. So yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure on well, those details, I mean, but
0: yeah, I would imagine. So just based on how we treated it, like it was Miami, <laughs> well. you, you know, like it was <laughs> <laughs> and Miami,
1: <laughs> I mean, there were, there were Cadillacs around, you know? Yeah. So yeah, there it, it was, was definitely and, like, influence.
0: And also, if you look at, I think was it Freelander that or Lee Freelander that went down there and took pictures. Walker Evans. Oh, it was Walker Evans. It? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, shout out to um... Walker Evans. <laughs> no, not Walker <laughs> Evans, dude. The guy that taught us about that.
1: <gasps> to good old Bill McGuire, yes. our uh, photography teacher at Florida International University
0: and who talking I, to you makes me We think, both really love yeah and uh, t- talking to you makes me want to <laughs> have him on the show and also oh, Manny oh Torres Oh my god what a great
1: idea what Manny a great Torres idea as well and Manny who I have to also go see while I'm here in Miami those two guys are brilliant and um fuck
0: yeah. And well and I, it ties into I owe into, them a lot. <laughs> well, we're both photographers and we're both talking about occultism, so <laughs> that's the tie-in yeah, for both of them. Those guys really influenced us. <laughs> <laughs> so Manny yeah.
1: Torres, Manny Torres, and Donna Torres. Shout out to them. Also professors were professors at FIU, I think Donna still is. And yeah. this guy is a is an anthropologist <laughs> who uh, basically researched the heck out of really amazing indigenous shamanic tools and um
0: tools specifically like or is that how um cults use the term technology in terms of like practices being technology or like tools actually
1: i don't know if tools is maybe the right word but they were tools in the sense of like what shamans used um which had their artistry of course but for example like certain tribes, I think Amazonian, maybe not, maybe in other parts of, of South America that used, um, DMT and DMT, um, found in this one plant called, uh, Anadonanthera. And basically they would take these seed pods from this one tree and crush them up and, um, mix them up with ash. So the, would have alkaline powers that would activate the DMT and they would insuffolate that stuff. They would What's snort that? it and it-to
0: okay. snort, basically. <laughs> to snort. You know, they you're from Miami. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, stop. <laughs> I have fucking... There is nobody that knows that term. That's not from Miami. And I'm from Miami and I don't know. And suffolate. That's the... No, that is
1: a technical term. I know. I'm pretty sure that's That's some classy
0: ass (laughs) shit. (laughs) Dude, I'm telling you. Just like that yayo. You taught
1: me a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, totally. So basically the snuff trays that these people would use... Uh that have all these different designs and artistry like he's like the biggest researcher on something like that so shout outs to manny torres um
0: (laughs) shout out to both for being
1: and and bill mcguire who is
0: also a really cool dude
1: and i think you should have both those guys up on your show yeah that would be nice that'd be really cool
0: yeah but that's definitely that's definitely at the heart of uh of what uh i think where we're from creatively so i think that that like yeah it's one of those things that when you go to school together and you click with certain people mm-hmm. and then you see like it's also you see that another person's relationship to that person is different than yours but equally important right because hey. like was that yeah yeah no
1: absolutely absolutely and you know thinking you speaking about like that kind of relationship that you have the people and the clicking. I, I just had a memory <laughs> of <Okay. laughs> something yeah, yeah. I think I've never told you before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you mean like when I thought you you thought your name was Jessica? Jessica?
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Dumbass. laughs> No. <laughs> no, but, so, but actually it does have to do with names. So kind of, um, for a long while, we used to call, like, our friend group used to call you because you were a fan of the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, no, I know this. <laughs> we used to just have you saved in our phone as Javi Wu, so we would always call you Javi Wu. <laughs> yes. And they'd be like, oh, is that your Chinese friend? we like, no, no, he's not Chinese. Like, he's
0: just a really huge fan. El Chinito.
1: <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Havie Wu. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, wow, that just like popped back into my head. I remember head. that like, shit
0: fondly he, too.
1: Did I ever tell him?
0: <laughs> no, I actually. I I think there was a a time where I was visiting my dad in Italy and um, he had there was like. Wu Tang Clan randomly spray painted
1: (laughs) (laughs) on the wall, and I was just like,
0: and I was like, oh yeah, I'm at home. I feel good now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, that oh, that's hilarious. definitely something that I knew about, and I carried with. Uh, well, I felt like it was a term of endearment because, <laughs> well, I definitely. Well, was. Have, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I, it I was you guys. Aussie. Well, dude, you guys knew me through some rough times. <laughs> like <laughs> that, I, it's Miami. I. Yeah, it was. It's. It's. You find your people, and then you take care of each other. Hoping that you guys will get out. I mean, how many people did you know that, uh, like, just died for random reasons in Miami? Um, a few, yeah, yeah for sure. It's, a few, it, definitely. I always, random as hell. It has, like, Miami has the, the sheen of, like, California. But I think California is a lot more functional. I think... Probably, yeah. I think that... um Miami socially maybe. So social, well, Miami's very cliquish like in general without getting into specifics. Yeah, and, and yeah. people people are abrasive and they don't they're not welcoming. It, the sense is like why are you trying to invade into our social circle <laughs> as opposed to like hey, I'm trying to meet people. I I feel right. a lot of times, right? Like it's Oh,
1: yeah. There's a I detachment if that, like East Coast kind of I think nastiness, so. you know. In general.
0: And I think that there's like, without saying that I know anything about New York, but in terms of the East Coast, I think there's a certain level of pride in the abrasiveness that you have, that you've earned from existing in a situation where you have kind of PTSD because like, and I think specifically (laughs) in Miami, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of drugs, like, well
1: miami is very insular like you said that's like very cliquish and i think that like in new york um though there is that like big like new york roughness i think within already the last 10 20 years in new york like it's such a it's i mean it's always been a growing city but it's like no one is from new york anymore you know like for ages so it's kind of like um, everyone's an outsider Exactly. And I feel like maybe LA has more of that vibe too, that it's like, there are lots of people from outside. So it's kind of like, we're all, we all kind of can relate to being in the same boat where it's like, nobody comes to Miami. I think geographically, that's mostly why (laughs) it's like at the end of the world. It's like, um, yeah,
0: that's one of the things that like people don't understand when a band goes down there, people fucking love that because the, the closest they'll go is maybe west palm beach and that's an extreme but when you know when when bands make it all that and because they're on tour buses they're not flying so Mm -hmm. it's not pragmatic at all to get to miami so it has its own insular relationship and also to the rest of the state because
1: and uh, yeah and i think maybe like more nowadays like um Since, yeah, I don't know, since Art Basel, let's just say, Mm. which kind of changed a lot in Miami, uh, tourist-wise, all these kind of things. And there's just been so much more investment uh, from from many places, from Singapore, from outside, to kind of also build up. These these huge new kind of areas like if you went back to Miami, have you would not recognize. No, it. I like still don't. Constant I, growth, yeah.
0: you know? I mean, it um, was it was hard to recognize. So that brings it was,
1: outsiders too, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think demographically, it's also becoming a lot less Cuban.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also it has to do with yeah. Go
0: on. No, it just has to do with immigration policy, but it's it's kind of a microcosm of like the broader whiteness thing in the rest of the country where it's like you have these people that have dominated this little city and Southern area, but not all the way down to the keys. Right. No. And, and, and there's a bit of, um, they are the only ones that have ever been allowed into this country freely because of communism.
1: Right, yeah, they are refugees,
0: yeah But like, I mean, look about at how we talk about All the refugees that we ourselves have made <laughs> You know, it's crazy. in Syria, in, you know, this caravan And and so this level of privilege that these people have And they're it's losing it It's a weird it. thing Yeah, they're losing it's it It's so
1: weird, I yeah. don't get it I don't get it personally It's tough. As well No,
0: I, I can relate to it because... I understand where they're coming from, and now it's – I would say maybe Miami's becoming more Venezuelan because of the traditions that they established.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, also, yeah, because Venezuelans um, – a lot of Venezuelans that didn't agree with what's going on in Venezuela, which is actually a lot of horrible stuff going yeah, on in yeah, Venezuela yeah. right now escaped you know and left and then that became you know it's just geographically again it's like what is the closest biggest city to latin america miami there it is there it is and it's like one with a major airport one with access to ports um but that isn't as isolated as the keys i think also
0: yeah (laughs) so you know well the keys still has uh has like or when i was still in school they still had cesspools instead of like plumbing so (laughs) yeah
1: that could be still a thing. i have no idea i really don't i I can't imagine they're updating
0: the infrastructure that readily because it's that that's like when you when you get into florida like one of the things that you learn about the world that you maybe don't or not the world the u.s that you don't learn about when you're everywhere else in the U S unless you're like maybe in small towns. And that's the thing that like U S has, or Miami has a very small town feel, even though it's a big city on like paper or on media, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that isolation makes it this very, um, provincial. Well, no, yeah. That well, that's a, <laughs> that's an even better word than I was. To? No, that was an even better word than I was looking for. It's oh. it and it's like Cubans left Cuba to make their own little island, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and there's all this like racism and all this. Um, Like, the fact that I could live in Miami and sort of think that I wasn't brown. I remember calling out my friends in Miami and saying, like, you're not brown. Like, you know, because, like, maybe we're not as... Like, our skin tones aren't as dark as other Mm -hmm. places. But recognizing (laughs) now how people see us, when you're outside of that bubble... Right. And so that there's like this myth that people over there exist with and it can be very, um, like I, I feel like I spent too much time in Miami trying to understand Miami where there was really nothing. But you can't really understand Miami
1: unless you leave Miami.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. And like, Um, and, and, and I said this thing, maybe that's
1: not true, but (laughs) It no, was the I mean, case
0: for me, at least. No, but there's a brain drain that happens in that city. You know, like, everybody either goes, I mean, where am I? Where are you? You know? We're not in Miami. Yeah, well,
1: no, we don't live in Miami anymore.
0: Yeah. So, like, and then which, which, which was your exit? Mine was L.A. Your, yours was what?
1: Mine was at first New York, and then I didn't move back to Miami. I moved to Germany exactly. after New
0: York. And so you didn't go back
1: <laughs> I didn't
0: I visit I
1: visit my family here. but I think but, about it though I think about
0: returning um, and living there permanently.
1: yeah I mean I try to imagine it I don't see how it would work that's because it's like hard to find jobs down here but yeah. um, well that's things thing. are getting wildly expensive to be yeah. honest. Um, so there's that there's that element to it. But it's also kind of like, could I do that? Could I live in like the, can I go back to eternal summer as an adult? Can I go back to um, certain like aggressions and mentalities that are also uh, somehow very lingering in the air? But there's also other parts of Miami that I rediscover when I come back that I didn't really know when I grew up here. Because I grew up in a very insular, kind of close to the same parameters of Guanera and like whatever. Um, and there are other parameters to Miami that are also really quite nice. Um, mm-hmm. like, you know, I have friends who now live in the Grove or who have their house in Shenandoah and like rediscover Miami in another way and, you know, really, or like live out like, um, on Biscayne and 80 something. And like, that's like another neighborhood. And it's also really nice. Or like, you know, like what if it's like, cause like sometimes I feel like we lived in Miami and we lived in suburbial Miami. Yes. And we didn't take advantage of like, like those kids who grew up on the beach, like, you know, yeah. or like those, or people, it's like, if I moved back here, I think I would just live on the beach. Like, that makes sense. Like, why wouldn't you use like the asset that Miami provides, like, And there's definitely you know? a lot of
0: coasts. Even there's you plenty don't need, of coast. Yeah, cause it's and peninsula. I
1: mean yeah but we lived out west, right? In, yeah. I, I think you also grew up out west uh, of Miami, which is basically trying to get east, which is traffic, so it's like you're stuck in traffic, you're stuck in this vast concrete kind of wasteland in a way, in some ways,
0: malls, yes.
1: you know um, Yeah, there, and the that's, coolest yeah. It
0: is, and, it, and as I've gone back, it does seem like it is starting to boom a little bit more. In in oh, terms yeah. in terms of like the, the develop yeah, the, from where we grew up, but for sure, you know, for sure, like There's for us, stuff. going to a cafe was going to Panera <laughs> or something. Yeah, but you know, hey, very but corporate. No,
1: I'm really really glad you bring this up yeah, because yeah. there still aren't as many options as there could be. Okay. And I was actually trying to find a cafe to go just sit there and have Wi Fi. And the closest one to my house is still like 11 miles away. You
0: know what I and mean? That, and that's the difficulty. Like, that's why Coral Gables and places like The Grove. That's nice. are, uh, yeah. they They boom. And they tried to do that with Dayland right mm-hmm. and and make, it, Still make didn't it manage so much yeah yeah because it's just such a sprawling car dependent city
1: exactly and that and, and that's those are the yeah. problems
0: that we have here and i think the issue that miami suffers is that it has no real industry that people can like latch on to right that's why it has that brain drain
1: mm-hmm. situation
0: especially with creative people right i mean right. every everybody yeah, I don't know. Everybody that we knew, you don't know about that? Sorry. No, go ahead.
1: No, 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 no. Go on, go on, go on. No, I'm trying to see what you're saying. (laughs) No,
0: from, no, from our, from our generation, I mean, specifically. Okay.
1: Okay.
0: Like growing up when we were there, it was a, it felt like a small town where there were, especially on the West side where there were um, limited opportunities and everybody that I respected and looked up to that wasn't, Manny Torres and Bill McGuire, um, sort of, that, that didn't have like a job doing something creative left. And so right. wh- is there like, it seems like there's a lot going on with Basil now and all of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel, yeah. I mean, there are people who definitely stayed and people who who love it here yeah. I think that some of the people I've met who really love it um aren't originally from here yes um they're probably from other countries or from other states that then kind of ended up down here um and they can still manage to have like you know an art career and and stuff but you know and then they have like full-time work at um maybe art related kind of yeah uh industries and stuff
0: but do you um, think since that, we
1: both studied art that's like mostly what we know are artists who yes uh, work in that way but
0: do you, but do you think um, that, that do you think that that's their last stop miami yeah like do you think that they're so going do,
1: oh i think about that i don't know if it is but i definitely consider it
0: no but i mean uh, for for these people that are coming in because it is a very transient city, and I think that people hmm. get frustrated.
1: Maybe, maybe. You know? I mean, the, uh, like, the, the example I'm thinking about, No Name's Named, is someone who's probably been here 15 years.
0: Yeah. No, um, and, I, and, and, I'm and they're sh- married,
1: and, you yeah. know, so maybe, maybe. Unless, you know, I think the only thing that would probably drive that person out is, like, a very high... Uh, sea line, you know, or like, <laughs> uh, you know, no, like
0: there, there are definitely flooding. people like, for me, it's also very sticky. Like there's like physical reasons that I don't like to live in Miami. So I'm not, but I'm, I'm like, there are people that are physically suited to be in that um, environment, you know? Yeah. Like, so sure. for me, so like, I don't want to seem like I'm just, but, and I'm curious about this, like, evolving demographics because it isn't yeah, just, a Cuba, you know, thing, just a cuban you know it's not just exactly city.
1: because i think what now i'm trying i'm like really wrecking my brain like what is it that holds me back because there's a lot of beautiful things about living here right weather banyan
0: and, trees uh
1: you know nature and you know just it's it's cool like there's there's it's also a huge cities. So you have access to a lot of things whatever um there's also like the mix of the occultist culture. You know, it's just like such so a mixed city. There's so many languages. Like this is great. They're really positive things. But I think that the layer of conservatism that like mm-hmm. lays down here mm-hmm. is really hard to deal with. Yes. And I think it it's it's within my own family, it's within many people. It's and within that it's Cuban really community. It's really hard to be in a pro yeah, in a pro Trump city, you know, yes. at the end of the day. In yes. a very pro conservative, especially nowadays you know that that's that's
0: really hard to swallow Um, thank you for taking me there because I actually couldn't place
1: yeah I just it just came to me
0: I know but but I didn't know why I was hating on the city so much because you were you were legitimately defending it and there are some beautiful things about it and I think totally it's very rich you know it's and I do want to get back to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because <laughs> i because
1: <think> we're done
0: <laughs> but um i think it's gone yeah yeah but uh it's it really it it does break my heart um and i think that that's the there's a thing of privilege involved there Where like, and that, and you know, when you said I was a brown person, you're right, but I come (laughs) from a place that comes from such privilege that I have a hard time or that is so entitled that I have Mm. a hard time not recognizing that I am not entirely brown, you know, like or, you know, sure. because I, think it's, I mean, because, because we, I mean, we're in a bubble
1: in Miami, you know, but but you know, that really middle class bubble, I guess. But that, generally not really. But
0: yes, not now. But when we were growing up, yes, it was very middle class and very living on credit and very, you oh, know, yeah. like, I mean, it um, was the
1: American dream in that way for an immigrant, you know, family.
0: But the the term hood rich was also Cuban rich or, you know, like <laughs> and oh, when
1: you, when you go into the Scarface territory.
0: Yes. And that is also very damaging to us, I think, because it's oh, like yeah, this to our culture. Yeah. yeah. Um, and let me ask you a <laughs> side <Uh-oh>. question. <laughs> yes. Oh, is appropriate. How many N-, <laughs> N bombs have you heard since you've been back?
1: Uh, surprisingly, not that many. Thank God. Surprisingly. But to be honest, I haven't been out and about too much. I did hear a little kid about the age of four, um, say something like, what up hoes? Um, so that wasn't great. (laughs) Luckily it wasn't anything. Yeah. Um, there's just, there's, yeah. Miami, (laughs) Miami doesn't know better. Miami don't know. I was in Doral, um. That was interesting. <laughs> but which is also boomed in growth. Like they have a huge mall, they have yeah. really like million dollar home uh neighborhoods, you know, these uh, gated communities. It's 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 another it's another world there. And that's also like, you know, a lot of conservative uh attitudes
0: um hanging out there. Yeah. Yeah. I and don't I, know. I think that, like, I mean, I've talked about this on the show before, so I'm just catching you up on my ideology. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I think that, like, there's a lot to be said for what's happening in the broader world based on what we have done to these places. Like, um, in in terms of Cuba, sanctions hurt people, Mm -hmm. and it's a lot more complicated than just being like oh yeah they were communists so you know like I think Mm -hmm. and to the detriment of my status in the the Cuban community I would say that like um would Castro have been as Castro would Che have been as Che (laughs) if it wasn't for the USA oh that was a nice slogan (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: like they use that as a platform to build their. Do you, oh, do well, you mean? And, and oh wait, do you legitimate... mean like that? The sanctions, the sanctions is what also made Cuba so poor. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean that's 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 an argument for sure. I okay. mean, if yeah, for sure, because I mean, if not, there would have been a lot more access to things. Yes, but um, but you know, people. Politicians get hurt. And when you talk a lot of ish against the imperialist nations, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going to cut you off.
0: Um, Definitely.
1: So he kind of also uh, probably put his foot in the wrong place in his mouth, (laughs) but, um, well, no,
0: def, I mean, come on, the, the closest we ever came to (laughs) nuclear war was us (laughs) basically. (laughs) So I'm not, I'm not pretending like Castro. Yeah, no,
1: but I definitely totally. Yeah.
0: Of course. Like,
1: I mean, not having access to that anymore, kind of the U S also built that. Um,
0: yeah. And that's dying too. So that 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 is also like puts you more on guard because as a country we gave people that had everything taken away a special privilege, and now we're taking that away. Like there was wet foot, dry foot, and then the um, slowly there's been a strangle on Cuban immigration, which used to be open borders, which no one's. had oh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. and so
1: that's since the last year Obama was
0: in power. Yeah. In, so, power to in,
1: yeah, I mean, <laughs> in power say that yeah I
0: mean in power let's not pretend <laughs> yeah. he, he's in power he of networks. no oh
1: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah he took out the wet foot, dry foot and I don't know if Trump returned it or if that kind of stayed in its place because he knows that the Cuban voters really keep him alive
0: <laughs> I, and that's um, a sad thing You know, and that's that's one of those things that like we get lumped in together with all Latinos. But we're like, that's where my that's where I check my privilege. I I sounded like a white girl. That's where I check (laughs) my privilege. But like legitimately, (laughs) that's where I'm not like other Hispanic people. I've Mm, uh, I've gotten away with a lot of I mean, my parents came and they became citizens within the year. yeah. Yeah. Who gets that?
1: That's rare. That's super rare. Only Cubans had that that thing, that privilege for a really long long time. And I think that that's also maybe what um, has had a lot of people in the Cuban community, not everyone for sure, but uh, lose sight of um, who they are in the rest of America and the way that they vote shows that, you know, because they, these these people um, have, you know, have forgotten that um, not everyone had the same path that they did. You yeah. Know? Not everybody. Um, yeah, of course they had it hard when they first came in the 60s and stuff, uh, 70s, 80s. And whatever. that shit was
0: hard. <laughs>
1: that shit was hard. and But it's like it doesn't make anyone else's immigration struggle less hard, you know. And they're like, well, you know, you got to do things correctly, and we weren't illegal immigrants. Yeah, because you were all allowed to have— Residency Within the years So yeah. I mean appreciate it And I think it's a wonderful thing And that doesn't necessarily mean that it makes your strife Any easier as far as like Coming with zero you know And having no money and all of this But um, Yeah like don't be so harsh On the way that other people Immigrate into this country And their stories yeah. And I think they've lost sight of that because they're like in a bubble In this Miami bubble those conservatives, not obviously every single Cuban in Miami believes this
0: yeah so. and I, but um. I also want to acknowledge that there is some validity in that because while there is and and I'm not justifying it, but I am saying they are a generation that uh in America specifically also recognize like is they're the last people that remember oppressive leftism right it's remember
1: what i'm sorry Oppress like
0: leftism that is oppressive
1: Uh uh-huh yeah yeah yeah
0: you know where the state takes everything that you own well they're
1: traumatized for
0: sure and they did have
1: very traumatizing experiences that definitely
0: shouldn't go unmentioned yeah and 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 i think that like that doesn't invalidate the calls now for socialist <laughs> policies within our capitalist system. Uh, I
1: can understand their point with that, you know, but
0: but they are reacting but emotionally to a very, exactly. a very extreme exactly. thing that I think society in general, the U S does not remember that. Like, I think the, there, I think the U S used to be a lot more leftist. In general, there were a lot more, uh, you know, the GI Bill and a lot more um, service to society gets you money back. And I think that mm-hmm. that imbalance has definitely gotten crazy. And I think that is has been in reaction to the Cold War, which I think the Cubans are very much a part of that. So they are wrapped yeah. up within this propaganda that is very American. So while they are... Brown people, and this is Mm -hmm. again. I don't like it. It. it, I don't necessarily think of myself entirely as brown because I am embedded in this Cuban culture. Yeah, like it. It is an experience of privilege that people that have had to work harder to get into this country and get recognized as citizens. And that's an interesting thing, citizenship, in general. We should do an episode, or I should do an episode on that some, um, because that goes back to Roman times as well. Like, if you're a citizen, you have certain benefits, right? Oh, yeah. And then you have (laughs) another tangent about labor markets not adhering to boundaries, but Mm -hmm. citizens being bound by them and that's, (laughs) but anyway, so let's, let's do like a a little roundup, uh, right here at 10 minutes in. And I want to talk about, go get back to the main topic and, and maybe do a little wrap up on that. Um, Mm -hmm. first off, are there any people that I could, cause I'm, I'm curious. And if I'm going to do any rituals, I think, uh, Santeria rituals that don't involve animal sacrifice. Oh yeah. (laughs) No, don't worry. That's a far step. (laughs) That's a far step in. Would be ones that I uh that I'm down to like maybe get into. So like give me a broad breakdown of like how these gods could serve me. Right? Like if I like because I know (laughs) there's like if things are lost, there's saints you know, that I can, that's the one that, Hmm,
1: that's a great question. Um, (laughs) okay.
0: Uh, I'll look it up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, I mean, there, yeah, there are many uh, different ways to, to reach these gods, obviously to, to kind of mediate for things, but, um, I'm not an expert
0: to be honest. To, to to bail us out of this situation I got us in. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. One thing that I that I would say is that having a shrine in your house is yeah. pretty imp- different than well, than having to walk like it's like having your gym. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like having, having a, a gym bowl flex house, Yeah, <laughs> totally. You could like yeah. <laughs> no, Another but spec- <laughs> that's a commitment because you got to maintain that shit. You can't just put your shirts on it. <laughs> mm- <laughs> Absolutely with, not. with with respect um, to the gods. I'm that's what I'm talking about. I don't no, want to totally. open any doors. Well,
1: for sure, like one thing, I mean, I feel that like within these practices and specifically with santeria, like you have to be pretty involved to kind of work within it in a way. Yeah. And uh, like which means leading to initiation. And when you praise certain things, it's because you already have quite a lot of knowledge about it because you're in, deeply involved with it. But there are certain things that, like I know, that are like certain, like um, like uh, the like spiritual uh, santeros or the ababalao, for example, can definitely give you certain advice that you can take mm-hmm. when you visit them and talk to them. And they always have like different like. Uh, What do we say? You could say like kind of concoctions that you can use for certain things. Like, for example, um, certain cleansing baths that you can take if you have a certain problem or issue Mm -hmm. or if you need luck or if you need more guidance, you know, or you need something of that nature. There's certain baths you can take, cleansing rituals that they say. And I once went to Wumbawalao. Um, Mm. It was the only time I I really had a consultation with Zimbabwe at all. And what his um, remedy was, says he told me to shower and and take six red apples Mm. and kind of rub them over me in the shower. And then you don't destroy the apples, you just get rid of them by placing them around a palm tree. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, that's like where you see a lot in Santeria, like, things that are found within the city so that's why always people are like oh you're in Miami you might find dead chickens near a a train track Mm -hmm. or you might find like uh fruit or you might find like all these kind of different weird things which you know are related to Santeria because you always have to like do a ritual with them and then get rid of it you get rid of it and then getting rid of that is part of the cleansing experience of like that Juju, that energy is gone.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: I am sure that you can find certain really good cleansings that uh, could be good, just like.
0: Yeah, para Barricamino,
1: yeah. camino to open up ways, to open up paths. To there's also these candles you can burn, like. That you find at these stores, something we didn't mention are the botanicas. Yes. These are amazing. They also have them in L.A. Um, yeah, and yeah. all over where there are Latinos near you. Uh, <laughs> it's basically <laughs> so you this, know, they're, they're... they're ritual shops
0: the the botanicas are just i always thought of them as cuban they're they're just broadly latino
1: no yeah well because also like these these kind of because botanicas mostly have to do with buying stuff for santeria okay. but also just other spiritual kind of magical kind of things yeah, so yeah, you yeah. can find conjuring oils there you can yeah. find candles for other stuff um, which also consultants might be into but not necessarily. So, you know, Mexicans might also use motanicas with Santa Muerte stuff or like um in Latin America as well. Yeah. You know, your shamans use florida water, which is also something that's always like this common thing throughout all of these occult <laughs> practices like A- agua de floridita, you know, like
0: florida sounds water sounds good. like it's got herpes in it. <laughs> Ew.
1: You did not <laughs> You did not.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah, you uh. did not.
1: <laughs> I can't with you. Oh, my God. Florida water. Actually, I just made a post on Florida water. Florida water is pretty cool. It um, tastes And here's where delicious. I'm going to plug myself in. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: No, actually, I was going to ask you <laughs> about uh, your, actually, uh, for you
1: i say for you, baby. So, I mean, from my interest, from like all of my growing up around all of this occult stuff, um, and everyone in Miami as well, but also directly growing up around it as well. Um, I'm so captured by all of the imagery that comes with this stuff. Um, And so I've dedicated a new Instagram page called Palma de Miami, um, if anyone is interested to follow, Palma underscore de underscore Miami, (laughs) Um, where I'm basically putting a lot of these designs of things you might find in these botanica shops on shirts and bags and just like creating new designs for it. Um, I'm just basically having a lot of fun yeah. and also kind of praising it and, and, and glorifying it and, and enjoying it. And hopefully people enjoy it too. So you might find uh, my latest t-shirt design, which is based on the conjuring oil for Contra Envidia or like protection from envy, which, which are brilliant designs.
0: I asked you about... What did you ask me, by the way? I asked you if it was uh, to ward off haters or if it was to stop yourself from being a hitter yourself.
1: (laughs) That's a great question. Like, is this... (laughs) Cause you never to, know against the haters
0: or because I'm a freaking hater. Well, because <laughs> That's a I
1: legit question,
0: I don't want to give up my hating. <laughs> You're like, cause I'm not interested in giving up the hate. Um, no, <laughs> no, no, no. It is
1: simply to ward off the haters who are hating on how awesome you are. So
0: <laughs> actually <laughs> you just put
1: that bitch in a vegan, in a, in an oil and a, in a cleanse and you are good to go. You're good I, to go. Some Florida water.
0: I asked the question, but it probably serves my purposes either way. It can't hurt, right? You You can ward yourself off from being jealous and jealousy hitting you, and that was would be equally. It's kind
1: of a double, double trouble
0: kind of. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Double, double good, double shield, for sure. For sure. So, yeah. No.
1: So yeah. I mean, I would that. look
0: into you sprayed that. Yeah. Right? And it's you I said it helped that. you.
1: I totally did. I made a cleansing uh, spray, basically. Uh, yeah. I think there was also rose water involved. Um. Some i um, alcanfor. I I don't know how you say that in English. Um, <laughs> alcanfor. Uh, there
0: was. Is it? Really? No. Okay. Uh <laughs> I just American. I, I did that thing where people add Flower an O petals, into yeah. English words. Like, yeah.
1: like
0: A library O.
1: <laughs> library O. Where is El Baño? Oh, wait, that actually works. Um. <laughs>
0: yeah, I actually, since I know the language, I had to work hard to think of something. <laughs> Oops.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a bunch of, I'm going to look one up for you. Just tell me what you need. Also, there's candles, like um, there's uh, this amazing seven-day candle that you can burn. Seven-day candles you can burn.
0: Something that would help me relax.
1: That would help me relax? You live in California, my friend. How much more chill <laughs> do you need to get?
0: No, I'm just in transition, so I need something. Gotcha. like I've been...
1: You need good flow, good energy.
0: I need something that's that uh, is going to be something I can pay two dollars for at the store <laughs> and isn't going to be a one hundred dollar massage.
1: But I think that even even the Santero or the the shaman,
0: <laughs> the shaman
1: or the priest, you know, the Catholic priest, would all tell you, "Listen, dude, if you need to relax." go get some lavender oil, you know, like burn some incense, (laughs) take a (laughs) bath, like chill the F out because (laughs) there's no spiritual, I mean, just chill. Like basically they would all tell you the same thing. Like, don't even bother. Go get your essential oils on. Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah. And that's what I think is really cool about a lot of these, um, kind of practices also in shamanism and something that I remember talking about, bringing it back to Manny Torres, is that the, the role of these practitioners is not really to, they shouldn't be faking you out. They shouldn't be wearing like feathers and a crazy get up. Like, you know, like the real people in these in these kind of practices are like, you know, if you have a basic problem or if you have like a medical problem, they're like, that's not what we're here for. Go to the hospital. Or like, if it's something as simple as that, then just chill out. But if you have like a bigger emotional crisis, then that's when they're like, all right. You need to take ayahuasca now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like <laughs> we're gonna get in here, or you know, we need to do like a deeper cleansing ritual
0: for you because you have some serious issues on you. Have you ever um, gotten into uh, Carlos Castaneda?
1: Castaneda?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know his, I know his books, I know his stuff. Yeah, they're interesting. Uh, yeah, they're cool. They're cool. But uh, a lot of people.
0: No, I mean, he like, turned into a weird guru at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah. And also, um, and there's a lot of myths, like, there's non facts in all of these kind of novels as well. Oh, you well. mean,
0: like, the Celestine prophecy?
1: Yeah. and
0: uh... <laughs> Yeah, that's like uh, uh, white tangibilization, right? Sure. Making it accessible I feel to like white people. It's like when you're.
1: When you're in college and you, <laughs> you find, you try to find yourself and you find that Castaneda book and you're like, wow.
0: <laughs> well, I just, I mean, it's no, really no, just no about hate. tripping. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, and, a lot and, of and challenging, like, just like, uh, the gods of the acid or whatever. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the gods of the acid.
0: (laughs) It's like, it's finding a deity within the challenges of keeping your cool. (laughs) And then this guy.
1: (laughs) That's so, like, legit.
0: All right, we'll end there then. (laughs) Yeah, because that's so good. Dude, I fucking love you. You're like the best. <laughs> Dude, so you're I. Funny I <laughs> and I'm sorry for making you be like, you know, for shock jocking you. <laughs> <laughs> But I oh, have geez. a brand. God damn it! <laughs> I see.
1: <laughs> I didn't know. I kind of knew what I was getting into, but it's at the same time, not too sure. Un poco bendigo. But that was a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> no, that was definitely great. But seriously, like um, people that I know from Miami that make it on the show, I have a uh-huh. lot of love for because Miami, <laughs> uh, you know, existing. There, from to like you know during the bush years was very tar- hard for me um, oh yeah and so i found like my people and you definitely have helped me through some dark times just by being a good <laughs> friend no but but like i started the show saying that like when i met you i had a bit of a jealousy about people that had a sense of home in mm-hmm. miami and like you are Miami to me in a way that makes it feel like home to me so this will not (laughs) oh I will seriously like and you know to talk a little bit about your work you also take a lot of pride in in uh, in a lot of that identity and you helped me process that just by how you you worked and so cool. Uh, I really appreciate, like, not just you as a person and as, as a personal friend, but the work you've done has really, like, I mean, that's why you're have teaching me about Have we told our something. listeners yeah.
1: that I'm even an artist?
0: <laughs> I think it's assumed. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Well, what, what, what yeah, well, you also have <laughs> an, your own personal Instagram too, right?
1: I do, but I don't actually post that much art on there.
0: It's, I post a lot of dumb shit, but but, but follow that, me because I'm fun. Yeah. My
1: stories are great.
0: I, no, I'll yeah. also say this: you don't get on my show if I don't like your Instagram.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome. Well, thank God.
1: <laughs> i imagine I like my recent <laughs> uh stories in Miami like the Lechong and the and oh, the Porsche yeah. um dr- uh, passenger scene.
0: <laughs> yes. So that that actually triggered, you know, that's that's what you that's a perfect example triggered of what a you, lot of people. Yeah, but that like the first time I ever saw a lechon, I was so young and I had never grown up around any of the oh, santilla so stuff. It was fucking crazy. And I was It's scared. a
1: whole roasted pig, eyes,
0: teeth, everything still there. With an and apple. Like. Like the kind of imagery that now gets fetishized in horror. <laughs> that's what we ate and that's why we love pork. It's And like that's a- what we still eat.
1: And that's like my cousins uh I I met up with all my cousins today and they're like, okay, you coming over for La Cajacina, which is <laughs> <laughs> which is like a basically like a brick, you know, kind of floor <laughs> grilling device only made for pigs during like <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Let's be real. And they're like, Look, we were we were um marinating the pig today, and then they show us the pictures, and it's like this whole pig from yes. the other side where you see like it's ribs, it's guts, and it looks like a human. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, this is so effed up. Like,
0: <laughs> no, there's definitely something about it's time elapsing barbaric. that makes you realize <laughs> meat eating like, is getting complicated for us. But it's still so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah,
1: But, you know, once it's, like, on your plate with, like, moros and... You're like, oh man, how am I gonna say no to that dog. Dude,
0: once it's in an Instagram do. post that do? you posted about uh, a guy driving with a pig in his Porsche. Convertible. It's a it's a two-seater. He went two-seater, by himself to get a pig. It was wrapped in plastic. And you
1: it didn't was have convertible. To put
0: it. And there was He's air like, coming Oops. in into the plastic. Bag Ew. <laughs> and it Ew. puffed it up, and the seatbelt was, was like holding it down. It was just <laughs> amazing. And I saw that shit and I was like, I'm hungry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're like, when's dinner? <laughs> so I'm guessing you're not
0: having any lechon tomorrow in LA. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna seek it out. I think. All right, <laughs> yeah. you better go look for it. <laughs> yeah, Some that... carnitas, at least. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I've become a Mexican in terms of my cooking entirely. Oh, day. that's beautiful too. I
1: freaking love Mexican food. I've been to Mexico a couple of times, and I could eat that forever. So. <laughs> All
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I feel you. <laughs> so yeah, man. Get get that. uh Get those metal trays on the wire stands with the little candle underneath, keeping all the food warm tomorrow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, you're talking about like those catering candles? (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: that that are so popular for these parties.
1: Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah, that'll be fun. And all of the
0: booze and all of the turrong and all of the. And black beans, man. That's something. Black beans. You can't get that shit out here as good. That's one thing you do. dude. Alright, man. We can talk about food and make me hungry, but <laughs> Merry uh right. Christmas. Thank you so much for me. Dude, I Merry I mean Christmas. you're coming back. It's like already decided. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll see you. you in LA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. All right. All right, peace.
1: All right, have a good one.